many of you know, I love the water in the ocean of Maine. I love uh, wading in the surf like I had the opportunity to do yesterday. Especially I love to do it when I get to do it with our dog, Grace. Uh, feeling the cold water and the roar of the waves, but you have to get yourself ready for it, don't you? Um, it's like preparing for a battle in a way. It's either retreat or march on into that water. You know it's not necessarily going to be easy. You know it might be a little uncomfortable. But you also know that by taking those steps, it's going to make you feel alive. You dive into a wave and every part of your being feels awake, feels aware, feels alive. This is the feeling that Jesus is inviting his first disciples to and inviting us to as well this morning. Jesus knows, as we heard in that sixth chapter of John, that he's, what he's inviting people to is not going to be easy. This walk of discipleship is, uh, is difficult. It's not easily accepted. It's kind of like a dive into icy water. It wakes up your senses to a new reality. But it also comes with a promise. It comes with an ability to feel alive in a way that nothing else can give to you. The question for us, the question Jesus wonders about his first disciples, and the question that Jesus asks us is, are we ready for the plunge? And it does connect to our sermon title this morning. Uh, now, perhaps the only characteristic or passion that, my, uh, uh, that was passed on to me by my father that a certain person in my house wishes passed me by was the love of boxing. My father taught us to box when we were little. Uh, yes, I know it's barbaric, uh, and we can debate that whole issue uh, another time. But for those of us who like boxing, you know, if you watch it, that there is a ring announcer that pretty much introduces every major title fight. And when he does, before those two uh, boxers enter the rim, room, he goes, Let's get ready to rumble! Does anyone remember that? Do you know that? Do you know that? This is the call, without quite maybe the deep voice, that Jesus puts before us. Are we ready? Are we ready to let that light that lives within each one of us be seen and heard and felt? Are we prepared to go into this journey of faith with all that we have, to see it really as a personal thing? fighting our fears, whatever it is that's keeping us from answering God's call in our lives, 
to think about our own personal covenant with God and with one another in ministry together in this place, to think about our commitment to be disciples of Christ. I think sometimes we let ourselves off too easy on this. When we don't think about what this really means for us in personal, individual terms. You know when you uh, go swimming in a nice heated pool, when it's almost like a bathtub, Now, where is the challenge in that? It's easy, right? It's easy just to enter into that. You hardly even know that you're in the water. And that's the way it is, I have to say, with too many churches. Every church, in a way, struggles with this. Jesus has these high expectations for his followers, but it's tempting to have a lukewarm message. It's tempting not to challenge each other. We need to be okay about making ourselves a little uncomfortable now and then to, 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 for a little bit of squirming in our seats or in, more appropriately in our pews as we think about how we respond to God's call in our lives, where we stand in the light of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And, and truly, As United Methodists, this is our tradition. This is our legacy. This is our heritage. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, focused on trying to help people find a way to keep accountable to one another and to be accountable to their call. He founded the Methodist movement really as a way to help people hold each other accountable to encourage, to support, to help each other answer that call that God puts before each of us. To get to the point where when Jesus asks his followers, as appeared in the sixth chapter of John, do you wish to go away? We can say there is nowhere else worth going except to follow where Jesus would lead us. As a church, we need to be a place that helps people come to this point, to see that real life comes from walking along the journey of faith, that there's no other way to find that sort of fulfillment, that sort of satisfaction, that sort of power that following that path offers to us. Now, in a society, we find ourselves, it seems, at least whenever I turn on the TV, to be gripped by reality type of programming, right? I'm not sure how long The Survivor has been on. I think it's been like two decades or something. And there's been many other shows that have followed uh, that path. And yet we have to turn people on to to a reality that really can transform our lives. You know, it seems like these shows, these reality shows, thrive because people are yearning, perhaps, for a different sort of reality in their life. 
people tune in and, and I think in a way are even turned on by uh, the escape that these reality shows provide, that there is a sense like, wow, now that is what real life is all about. That's where we can find excitement and, and real life. But in a way, exactly what Jesus is offering every one of us is so much more full and so much more fulfilling in our lives. To be able to see and to feel and to know, wow, now this is what life is all about. That's what the gospel message is all about. It's not about voting people off the island. It's about getting people on board. It's, it's about helping people understand that all are welcome. That each one of us are invited to star in, in God's eyes. The church, in fact, can never be an island. It can never be isolated from the, what's going on around us. We need to be immersed in all aspects of the challenges and the joys that life bring to us. This is why William Barclay said that the Christian life is the continuous going into the presence of God from the presence of people and coming out into the presence of people from the presence of God. Let me do that again. Going into the presence of God from the presence of people and coming out into the presence of people from the presence of God. It is about that relationship that intimate relationship that God has with each one, one of us, that God has with each person. It's not, it, this isn't hypothetical, this isn't theoretical, this isn't academic. It's not a debate, it's about life, it's about the issues that we struggle with every day and how we bring God's thinking into our thinking, how we bring God's vision into our vision, how we stand firm how we show our righteousness, how we speak of the gospel of peace and share that spirit that lives within us, as we heard in Ephesians. It's about deciding who we are, no matter who we are, and how the church needs to be a place that reminds us of this fact of who we are as children of God. Now, as many of you know, because I speak about it often, I love York Beach, Maine. But I love York Beach, not because of the water or the crashing surf around the lighthouse uh, or even the taffy or even the amusement park, that corny old amusement park. I love York Beach. It is a place of peace and power in my life because when I'm jogging in the ocean trying to keep my blood from freezing I am remembering my father jogging in that ocean and when I'm walking around the rocks of that lighthouse I am remembering how my grandmother took my hand to search those rocks to find treasure. And when we're walking on the beach, I'm remembering our two sons and Sarah and I playing on that beach. 
It's a place that helps me to connect to who I am and to what it means to be me. And everyone needs that sort of place in their life. This church needs to be that sort of place for people. A place where we can remember together what it means to be who we are. A place where we can come together and be connected to our roots and our wings. A place that makes us feel alive. And this doesn't just happen, it happens only because people, because you and I think about what it means to be you and I in the midst of the ministry of this place and beyond. Who let that light shine within us, that light that shines within us come alive so like the thunder after lightning people can hear and feel the good news of God's love know God's hope, know God's peace. As Paul knew so well, and as we heard in that sixth chapter of Ephesians this morning, it is a battle that we are in, an internal battle with our own selves, our own desires, but also in a very real way, a spiritual battle with those competing forces, that competing noise in our life that threatens uh, uh, to delude people, to deter people, and to demean people, and yes, in a way, even to destroy us, in a sense. And I know that military imagery is, is, is sometimes hard to listen to, but remember, at the time that Paul was writing, the Roman military was at its glory. And Paul, in this writing, is actually putting what it means to be a follower of Christ in stark contrast to those who marched around them in that armor or in those uniforms. And he wants to make the point that we still today need to be ready, need to be ready to stand firm, to stay alert, not be ashamed of the gospel of peace, to share who we are as a child of God, to understand what it means to let your spirit come alive. That's what Paul wants to get across to folks so long ago, and that's what we need to hear today, even if it makes us a little uncomfortable or a little uneasy. We each need to ask ourselves where we stand. Are we ready to commit ourselves to give all we have to see what this life is that Jesus is promising. That's the question that we need to ask ourselves, not only today, but every day of our lives, because we can't go halfway. We're asked to plunge in. 
So maybe even today is the day. Maybe today is the day that you make that commitment. Maybe today is the day that you will begin a new path, whatever that is for you. Maybe today is the day that you take a step into a new reality. Maybe today is the day that you make a new life for yourself. I hope you'll join me this fall. As we move into September and the months ahead, I hope you join me in church. As we share in a new journey of commitment, a new journey of discipleship, with all the strength and all the power that God offers us to be fully alive. To be fully alive. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you on this and every day, wondering how we got here, worrying about things that threaten to take over our lives, fretting about past choices we've made or decisions others have made that have brought pain and heartache in our life. Dear God, help today be the day that we let that go and walk into that new reality, that we plunge forward remembering all that makes us who we are and knowing that we have a place here that will remind us of that every single time we gather. We have a place, we have a God that calls our name today. And thank you, God, for that. And just ask that you might give us the courage to rush forward into your arms. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I invite you to, to sing uh, together with me on page 2202. In the black faith we sing hymnal, Come Away With Me. Please stand if you are able. 